Brandon Steiner, and this is Unplugged with Brandon Steiner. Hello, it's Brandon Steiner, and thank you for coming to my weekly pod. We've got an unbelievable guest, a guy that probably had a profound effect on me. He doesn't even know it. Uh, we were at a ball game, and he talked to me about ADHD, which I never really talked much about. And then he turned me on to a book called Driven to Distraction. And then since then, I've been a l- I mean, just an co- incredible loyal listener to his pods and his blogs, which he interviews all kinds of people about ADHD, which we're going to talk about. We welcome to the program. I mean, this guy is, he's the real deal, Peter Shankman. Nice to have you today, Peter. Thanks for taking a few minutes. Look, been looking forward to this conversation. Always great to chat with you, Brandon. Thanks for having me again. You know, we were we were in Yankee Stadium. We we're watching a game, and and at one point you said, Brandon, you know, you know, you have a little ADHD going on. I said, Yeah, I just never really felt like I could do much about it. And then you sent me a copy of a book, and I read that book and took it very seriously. And sure enough, uh, it had a profound effect on me. And I've I've definitely gone almost I don't want to say 360, but because I don't know if you have a cure ADHD, do you? I mean, but I know I've had an effect on it. You don't cure it, but you learn to at least in my case, I've learned to uh, use it to my advantage. I've learned to channel the 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 benefits from it, and uh, it you know it involves doing a lot of things differently than what normal people would do. But but the end result is is been tremendously positive for me. I mean, I love the uh, interview you did with Tony Robbins. That was a great interview. Um, is that seen to be your mission? Because you've covered a lot Thanks. of topics in your time, but is that seen to be your main focus these days in tackling ADHD? And how how much of a prevalent how much of a prevalent problem is that right now in this country? How many people and who are the ones suffering? And am I am I reading you right? I mean, lately? I mean it seems like you're all over this ADHD. Yeah, you are. Yep. I, I really am focusing on ADHD a lot. The issue really isn't so much that. You know, ADHD exists, and at least 25% of the country is uh, undiagnosed with it. But the issue is bigger than that. The problem is, is that we have doctors all over the country who are so quick to slap kids on Ritalin or Adderall or, or Concerta or these ADHD drugs um, instead of uh, doing other more basic things first. It's not, you know, when I was diagnosed, I stopped I don't take medication anymore because for me it was, I mean, I, I, that's not true. I have a prescription, but I, I take it very, very rarely because I learned that um, we're, the simple things we were doing 100 years ago every day, we're not doing anymore. Things like exercising. Um, 100 years ago, we were, we were exercising, you know, half the day, if not more, uh, just in our, our, the way we were living. We don't do that anymore. Uh, 100 years ago, we were eating zero processed food and very little sugar. That's entirely different now. So, you know, as I went back to sort of a, a – um, a focused way of being, a focused way of living. What wound up happening is that um, I was able to learn how to use this sort of faster brain to my advantage. Um, you know, I, I, I understand the way my brain works. I use it um, by doing certain things. I, I, I always understand that, you know, any given time I'm, I'm a couple of, you know, sort of a couple of bad decisions in a row away from negative outlook or negative, negative outcomes. So I make sure to not let myself get there. You know, I quit drinking. Um, I try very hard not to eat uh, that much sugar or, you know, that many carbs or, or processed foods. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm always up ridiculously early to exercise. Um, like every day I have to do something physical. Um, and these are the kind of things that, that keep my brain sort of um, uh, focused. 
as it were, and, and allow me to use the speed and the creativity and the passion that comes with having ADHD and having a faster brain. I don't, I don't look at it as a negative. I look at it as a tremendous positive. So are you saying that you, are you exercising like every day? I'm doing something physical every day. Like today I had a meeting uh, in Manhattan. Um, I had my daughter this morning, so I couldn't, I couldn't go to the gym at, you know, 5 a.m. like I normally do. So when my nanny showed up at 8 o'clock, I had a meeting at 10. And so I spent two hours or about an hour and a half walking across town. My, my meeting was uh, on the Upper East Side, and I live in Times Square. So it took about an hour and a half, and I walked uh, probably about four miles. Um, you know, leisurely paced, but it's a four-mile workout. And that something I could do that allowed me to uh, – to uh, you know, change, physically change the chemistry in my brain—the dopamine, the serotonin, the adrenaline—that's going to get me through the day. That's just so much better for me than um, uh, you know taking medication or, or caffeine pills or whatever. So it really, at the end of the day, comes down to figuring out how you can best do the right thing for your body, for your brain, and then doing it. You know, you have to have rituals, you have to have routines, you have to do things that that. Uh, work for you. My, you know, the, the everyone at New Year's Eve says, okay, uh, tomorrow I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get healthy, go to the gym every day, and, and they, you know, they, they set these ridiculous goals that are unobtainable. Um, when I decided it was time, I just, I just said, okay, I'm going to do one thing at a time and see what I can't change. You know, a year and a half later, I'm down like 45 pounds and, and I'm feeling great and I'm at the gym. And, you know, it's, it's, resolutions fail, rituals succeed, and these rituals would help me what helps me use my ADHD to my advantage. Well, how important are rituals or routine? I mean, how important is routine? And is, do people misunderstand when they, you know, you, you know, you got your kids, you're working, you got the meeting, you're out late. How important is it to get into a regular routine and, and to have regular rituals? So one of the things that I learned is that, um, like I said, a year and a half ago, when I decided that I no longer wanted to, uh, to, 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 I wanted to change, right? I decided I wanted to change, and so I wound up... Um, seeing what I couldn't do to do that. And one of the most amazing things that I discovered was going to sleep early actually changes everything. So as soon as I started going to sleep early, um, I started waking up early. And, you know, I was afraid, oh, I'm going to miss out. I'm not going to have this. It turns out I haven't missed anything. You know, I still go out every once in a while, have dinner with friends or clients or whatever. But, you know, the, the real networking, the real power players, they're all up, you know, they're all at the plaza at 7 a.m. having eggs and egg whites and coffee. So, you know, you have to decide that you want to change things. And once you do that, um, it, it really, it really makes a difference, but you got to focus on it. You got to give yourself the time and the ability to say, okay, I'm going to do this. And I, I make, you got to make a contract with yourself. I, I have a rule. I make a weekly contract. Um, literally, I mean, I mean, you put it in writing. I or? literally I write something down every week. Here's what I have to do this week. So for instance, okay, I'll know that I have, I have 10 two mile runs this week, or I have, I'm sorry, I have two 10 mile runs this week, or I have this, or that. and then I, I will, only allow myself to renegotiate that contract uh, Sunday. So I can't negotiate. I can't renegotiate. If I wake up at five in the morning, oh, I don't feel like running. I can't do that. I can't allow my. I won't allow myself to do that. Wow. And you stay with that contract because it it's, it's an agreement you it have works. with yourself. You have to, yeah. That's all. That's awesome. I love that. It, you know, you make that agreement with yourself, and 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 you you understand that that's what you have to do. Your new book, Faster Than Normal. But tell me why that book and who that book's for. Uh, the book is for anyone, really. It's for anyone who wants to gain back about three hours uh, of their day. You know, the, the premise is that um, uh, if you are living in a crazy world, like we all are, whether you have ADHD or not, 
it's good to have these rituals and good to have these, uh, these sort of ways of living. So I wrote this book with the premise of ADHD, but then I also wrote it um, with the premise that normal people can gain time back in their lives also. You know, we, we all have, I, I can guarantee you that I can give you back three hours a day of your life. And doing simple things. You don't have to get up at three in the morning or four in the morning like I do. You know, you can, you can it's these little things that you can do that, that make your life so much easier. Um, for example, I have, uh, in my closet, I have two sides to my closet. One side is labeled office and the other side is labeled speaking or TV. Um, if I'm just going to the office for the day, it's, it's just t-shirts and jeans. If I'm going speaking or I'm going on TV, it's button-down shirts and jeans. That's it. I don't have my sweaters, my suits, my vests. Those are all in other closets in another room. Because if I had to look at those every day, oh, yeah, I remember that sweater. I, Laura gave me that sweater. I wonder how she's doing. I should look her up. It's three hours later. I'm on Facebook in my underwear in the living room. I haven't left the house. So for me, it's really about understanding the, the elimination of choice. And that's a huge, huge thing, the elimination of choice. Wow. Now you're working on so that's coming out. That book's coming out soon. Uh, fast yeah, in October. Faster than normal. Love that. Love that. Can't wait for that book. You're also working on something that people can get involved with right now. Five days to double your productivity. Tell me about that program and where do people go and get it? Yeah, so it's a free gift. Um, anyone can get it. They can get it at shankminds s h a n k m i n d s dot com slash z o f or zone of focus. And uh, Zone of Focus basically is, is a five-day free email course to allow you to, with five, five things that I do every single day, to let you double your focus, uh, double your focus, double your productivity, and um, get rid of all the crap that you have on a regular basis that's constantly slowing you down. What, what are you all about? What is, what, is, what, what is it about you that's unique and different besides the companies and besides the books and all the all this stuff that you've worked on with customer service? You've been a mastermind about that. Tell me about you, the person. I think the, the day I realized that what other people think of me don't pay, doesn't pay my mortgage was the day that I sort of became free. Um, I realized that the only person who I can actually change and actually work on changing is me. I don't have the ability to change anyone else. I can't change anyone else's actions. All I can do is, change, is manage my reaction to other people's actions. And I think once I learned that, my life became a lot better and a lot more fun. So I try not to let other people bother me or drag me down. And that if you've had any success uh, in your life, no matter how small, you kind of have a responsibility to help send the elevator back down. And so that's why that's why I give away probably 99% of my content for free, um, like that zone of focus uh, email list. You know, I, I give all that stuff away for free because in my in my opinion, it's it's good to be kind. You enjoy being kind. Give me a couple lines on each one of these books. You've written a few. I think I, I, I'm a big fan of you and a big fan of the books. I've read them all, and we've had the pleasure of having you come here and speak. But, you know, sometimes I don't know if people really understand, even though you, you think you understand customer service, but there's nothing like another fresh perspective that you've brought out. You've done a phenomenal job in this category. Talk to me about Zombie Loyalists. Zombie Loyalists is my fourth book, and the premise behind Zombie Loyalists is that we have um, – we have a, a world in which we expect to be treated like crap in a customer experience. We expect our customer service to be bad. We expect to uh, <clears throat> to have a bad experience. I mean, look, thank God, look at what's happening on the airplanes, on the airlines today, right? Yep. So, yep. the premise of zombie loyalists, premise of zombie loyalists, basically suggests that that if you can just be one percent better than crap, right? I don't even, I don't even need you to be good. Just a little <laughs> bit, a little bit better than what we expect. You'd be a little bit better than what we expect then you will be able to win everything. 
do everything. Everyone will be able to, um, uh, to, to, you know, they will come to you. They will become zombie loyalists. They will become people who will go and uh, tell the world how great you are. See, the problem is no one believes how great you are if you're the one that has to tell them, right? So if, if that's um, true, that's true. Other people, you know, talk about how great you are. Well, you know, that's a little more believable. You're right. Good point. Nice companies finish first. One of my favorites. I'm not gonna lie because everybody always say nice guys finish last. Nice companies finish first. Actually, that's our book that we actually met on. So I kind of got really into that yeah. book with you. Give me, give me a little insert about that. Well, who's that book for? Yeah, when I sold my last company, um, I, I spent about a year trying to figure out why it sold for what it did. Because I didn't, I didn't, you know, I'm not a business guy. I didn't expect it to sell as for as much as it did. But what ended up happening was, um, and what I realized was the, the company who bought it actually interviewed a lot of uh, my audience and uh, the, the customers who used us. And they found that, you know, everyone who they talked to said, oh, yeah, we love Peter. He's totally on the ball. He totally answers all our questions. He does it. You know, all I was doing was just being a nice guy, right? But it turns out that that actually counts for a lot. And so uh, for me, it was actually sort of a wake-up call. Holy crap, people really, you know, they don't need a lot. They just want you to be a little bit better than what they expect. And so that, that to me was sort of a wake-up call. So Nice Companies Finish First talks about sort of the top ten ways that companies can be better I love Can We Do That. That must have been your first book. Why? Yep. Is that what yeah, really got you into the book book business, so to speak? It was. I mean, that was about PR. And the, the premise behind that one was the concept that um, all we need to do is just be a little bit um, uh, crazy, right? The stunts that we can come up with are just a little different and come up with some really good ideas and then create those and allow um, nature to take its course. You know, the premise that... that um, a PR stunt for the sake of a PR stunt is ridiculous, but a PR stunt that, that has value that people enjoy, things like that, it is a, uh, you, you know, you can get a lot of press that way. And so, so I talk about, I mean, it's got yep. books about, what, 12 years old now, but great ideas about things that, that you can do to, uh, to improve your business, to grow your business, things like that. Just the last thing I had to cover with you, though, like, you know, you've got this entrepreneurial spirit. Obviously, your, your thought process is very unique and different. What do you what do you tell people about you know that want to start a business? Obviously, you you've been able to be very successful with some of the businesses you've started. What's the key right now in the way this world is set up? Everything's changing so rapidly. What do you tell a young kid that wants to start his own business or start their own business? There's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't do it. Do it now. What's the you know? 19 years ago, I started my own company, and I I uh, I simply said, okay, I'm going to start my company. If it fails. I'm going to go out on my own. If it fails, I'll just get a job. Well, it's been uh, 20 years next year, and I haven't had to get a job. So I consider myself very lucky. You know, So I start your company. Do it. Go for it. What's the worst that can happen? Get a job. Is there is there a key to you? You want, you want to define entrepreneurism for me? Entrepreneurship is jumping off a cliff and hoping that you have the ability to build a parachute before you hit the ground. Your energy sounds good, Peter. I got to tell you, man, you sound good. I'm having fun, man. I'm having a good time. Is this maybe the happiest you've been? I think that I think that I'm in a good place. I really do. I think that I'm I'm, you know, I have a great uh, almost 4-year-old daughter. 
<clears throat> she loves Star Wars. What dad doesn't want that, you know? Yeah. She's. Uh, I, I'm having fun. I'm on the road a lot. My my business is, is growing. Um, You've been skydiving. A bunch of different things. No, I'm the happy. I'm happy. I haven't been skydiving lately, but I'm gonna get back into it now. Just starting to warm up again. I'm running again. I had foot surgery in, uh, over Christmas. I'm, I'm I'm good for running again and biking. So I, I'm looking forward. To it. It's gonna be a good summer. I tell you, I just jumped on your website. It looks phenomenal. This is a site that if you're listening, you got to go on. Really did a nice job with this, and it really gives you a full view of what you're about. It's amazing. I, I love the work you do with AD, AD, I love the work you do with ADHD. Keep it going. And uh, some of the videos you can catch them on YouTube uh, with some amazing people. You're weekly. I think I get it weekly. I'm pretty sure I get it weekly or bi-weekly. Uh, usually it's an interview with someone about the subject matter. It's always enlightening. Uh, so keep that Thank going. You. Yeah, Thank I'm you. having fun. Uh, your closing part, parting words, anything you want to tell people? Uh, one of the greatest quotes i ever heard in my life, best piece of advice I ever got was, if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. All right. Now, who you got winning? Who you got going to the World Series? You know what? I'm, I'm still, you know me. I'm still a diehard Mets fan. It's, it's like being in an abusive marriage, but I got to do it. You think they got it this year or not? I hope so. I really, I mean, not, you know, they always, what's the joke? Uh, they look phenomenal in April, and by May 1st, they're mathematically eliminated. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can see it happen this year because I'd, I'd love to be able to take my kid to a, to a baseball game this year, take it to the World Series, definitely. All right. Can't wait for the new book coming out this fall, Faster Than Normal. Uh, don't forget to get on his uh, website, The Five Days to Double Your Productivity. Love that. Peter, keep in touch. It's always great, and uh, always great catching up with you. And, Look forward to seeing all your future work. Pleasure with mine, sir. Talk to you. All right. Thanks, Peter.